0: it's time for type 40 real time for type 40 a doctor who podcast from the spacebook for the fandom podcast network with me dan hadley birmingham's king of the geeks it's saturday the 19th of november 2022 and here we are again having uh, we've got one sleep behind us in between the latest chunk of news concerning all new doctor who and yeah we thought we'd get here live in on youtube and facebook for the next edition of the type 40 podcast more piping hot doctor who content and conversation and our free speaking big thinking show for everyone and that's whoever's your doctor doctors or companions and whatever your take welcome to our tardis this may be a tardis but uh, we've got no time to waste so I'm going to bring in my, my two playmates <laughs> to start off with kickoff for uh, story eyed girl, Sarah Graham and Charlotte Hello. Shields. Hello, Hello everybody. Good morning.
1: Look, we're, we're matching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's you the, the Ruby thing, obviously.
1: We just thought uh, we've got to wear red. <laughs> no, I, I I do refer to this as my lumberjack
2: like yes. outfit.
0: I've resisted the temptation to go with the dad jokes, and I had some weapons-grade ones lined up this time. But no, I'm not doing any of it. (laughs) I'm going to get straight into the news instead, because, yeah, this one could go absolutely anywhere and Mm -hmm. everywhere, considering that I think we know about as much about about this person as one another, don't we? Okay, so uh, we've been waiting patiently since the announcement of our new... Full-time doctor several months ago now for any clue as to who would be uh, accompanying Shooty Gap were aboard the TARDIS. And then Friday morning, we got one of these messages, didn't we? One of these, I don't know what you'd call it. It's like a coded message, isn't mm-hmm. it? Made up of, of emojis on instagram and uh, they keep putting these out down they Mm -hmm. at first i thought it was something that had come from shooty gatua organically but now i'm starting to think it might be all manufactured but it came Mm -hmm. with the, the simple mantra to get ready to meet the new doctor who companion tonight exclusively on bbc children in need in the uk we've talked a lot about Doctor Who's connection with children in need on this show over the over the years haven't we sarah i mean they they're very very linked aren't they
1: It was really funny it coming on, you know, there's been this bond there, you know, since forever. It's the perfect time. I said, oh, wouldn't it be good if
2: Russell does something for children in need? (laughs) Like, because beforehand he would always do something, whether it was a clip, a trailer, even a sketch, he would always put the effort in. So I was even wondering, oh, wouldn't that be nice if we got that back? I didn't expect we'd get it this quickly back.
0: We'd heard that something was going to break, but we weren't sure what, we weren't sure when children of need it still does it still does pretty big business on a friday night every november doesn't it for the bbc and doctor who has this long-standing relationship with it stretching right the way back but this one yeah they've uh they did drop it and they kept us waiting as well for exactly when because they never nail down the times on these things do they have you noticed that
2: I watched the whole thing and just after every bit, I was like, come on, is it it Doctor Who yet? No, okay, I've got diversity, right, I'll watch that. Is it Doctor Who yet?" It
1: was quite fun watching the Twitter reaction and some wonderful gifs of the Doctor going, come on!
0: Because Twitter does kind of go go slightly mad, doesn't it? Anytime Mm -hmm. there's any Doctor Who news at all, as a whisper in the air, people get very very excited even by our standards as much as we are fans of the show maybe some of us when you've been on this merry-go-round a few times you feel like you've you've seen and heard it all before but uh, still i've found it ever so slightly thrilling when it's something nice and when it's something that generally seems to go down well, then it is more—it's more of a pleasure, isn't it? And that's absolutely what's happened this time because, the, yeah, these uh, the emojis—they were replaced with some actual hard news, and we we saw it, we saw it revealed live on stage, didn't we? That uh, the actress Millie Gibson has been revealed as the brand new companion who will join the fifteenth Doctor to be played by Shuity Gatwa on his travels in the TARDIS. She's playing this character called Ruby Ruby Sunday and will debut in the festive story for next year so that's the christmas period 2023 they're falling short of confirming aren't they that we're going to get christmas specials again we know russell's he's been pushing for those russell believed in the first place he's going to be pushing so yeah i think we we can go out there and say this is going to be christmas 2023 Uh, the actress is best known as uh, kelly nealon in Coronation Street, and received the Best Young Performer Award at the British Soap Awards earlier this year. Now, hand on my heart, I'd never heard of this woman before. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never so much as seen her face that I that I'm aware of, Charlotte. But you know what? That's kind of how. I like it. And it's the same with Shooter Gatwa. To be honest, it was the same with Matt Smith and certainly was with Karen Gillan. No idea who any of them were. But you've been from the North. I assumed you watched Coronation Street. Were you aware of who Millie Gibson was?
2: Well, I haven't watched Corey in a good amount of years. But when I was a kid, we would all sit down every night and watch it. And I'm not going to, I'm going to be, I'm biased here. It was nice to hear the Northern accent when she was on yes, stage. It was. <laughs> like it was a, and she's got a, quite a warm, like warm Northern accent. Yeah, it makes sense. Like well, so we know he likes soaps. So of course he would know where she's from. And I, but I agree with you. I like it when they're unknown. If I already know the actor, like with Bradley Walsh, like with John Bishop, like with yeah. Catherine Tate, mm-hmm. I sort of already have an idea in my head what the what the character is going to be a bit like even though they yeah. could play anybody so i i prefer it like you said i don't have a clue who she is so i'll just see her character i'll just see ruby i think a lot easier so we'll see how she goes
0: millie will be ruby russell c davis has always been a massive fan of of television generally hasn't he sarah he makes yeah. no apologies for being a fan of populist television he watches he watches all the soaps, knows all the characters inside out and has done has for decades. In fact, I think he wrote a couple of the, the Coronation Street uh, straight to VHS specials they used to do when they take some of the characters over to Las Vegas or something like that. I think he wrote a couple of those, but I think that's as far as he's ever really got with it. Maybe a few episodes of Coronation Street or whatever else. Were you surprised?
1: No, not really. I saw some comments on Twitter about kind of comments yeah, on
0: twitter <laughs> i know can
1: you imagine just a bit about kind of kind of like sticking mm-hmm. the nose up. so i'm like well i I've
0: got a minute jenna coleman both uh jenna coleman and freema Agyeman had come from soaps freema had been on crossroads jenna coleman oh, yeah, had been totally. on, on emmerdale and then on waterloo road which is pretty much a soap by any other name and arguably both of them really succeeded in their chosen roles nobody seemed to turn their nose up but that that i remember
1: Yes, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good sign uh, because obviously they're kind of already in that environment of people know your face, uh, you know, there's strict work schedules, but, you know, especially for soap. So to me, it proves that they can deal with the workload. They have some, I mean, obviously being in Doctor Who is complete. you know, you get catapulted across the world. At least in this country, you know, you've already got that experience of people know your face, even if they might not necessarily know your name. And you know, she's won an award, so she's clearly popular, and you know, people can see her potential. So yeah, I'm. I'm several really excited awards, for it. Yeah, yeah, several
0: awards. Uh, she's 18 years old mm-hmm. and was the recipient of the. Of the best young performer award at the british soap awards earlier this year Mm -hmm. and she'd been playing this character of kelly nealon for three years i think it was so yes since she was a a a child child Mm -hmm. and so people there are there are millions of people out there in britain because coronation street of all the soap operas that's the one that still gets the biggest audience i think millions of people have watched millie gibson grow up on their television and they will feel Almost I mean some younger ones will feel maybe like she's their sister or mm-hmm. they've always had a crush on her if they're younger ones or whatever else. And mm-hmm. others will will feel quite parental towards her. And whilst I'm sure that Russell has cast this actress based on her on her ability and that warmth that you described, Charlotte, the relatability, that's a real gift of particularly soaps, isn't it? Because they're in our homes three or four nights a week.
2: Mm-hmm. I saw more comments, not so much about the soap, about her age. A few people saying, oh God, he's cast a really young actress again. <laughs> I think he sort of knows that dynamic. And I think, honestly, that's what I'm liking, that it's a traditional dynamic. And in the back of my head, because of Shooty's age, yes. I did think he's probably going to go young just to suit Shooty.
0: Shooty has just turned 30 years old, i he
2: he looks about twenty-two,
1: though, doesn't he?
0: It, so it does, he doesn't look. He yeah. does. Yeah, oh, I agree. Please.
1: An old, an older woman having had Bradley Walsh and John Bishop so soon. Yeah, I, I think it was right to go younger. This is the audience he wants, just like back in two thousand and four. This, it, it's the young people he's chasing, and we've got that. You've got a lead from a popular young adult program, Sex Education, yep. and then we've got, you know, now we've got the companion on my popular soap
0: when i saw the story break i uh, immediately put it on the type 40 social media so i got a picture and put Mm -hmm. it up on there and somebody said to me oh that picture of you she was only 16 when that was taken she was uh, a child i said every single picture i've seen of this woman she looks like a child to me (laughs) she looks impossibly young but in a good way in an an exciting way you know i do feel that that uh, soaps are great minefield for for talent for a show like doctor who to ideally when doctor who is firing on all cylinders and and i certainly get the feeling that those cylinders are at least rattling and firing up now once Mm -hmm. again when it's firing on all cylinders this is a show that can that can make talent and and break them onto that global stage like that and with soap operas charlotte of course as intense as it is for us watching them i said three four sometimes five nights a week for these actors and actresses they get to do everything, don't they? I mean, apparently on Coronation Street, Millie Gibson's character has been accused of murder. She's run away from home. She's had all these different things happen to her. It must be a very, very intense period to be uh, to access different sides of a character as they're fleshing them out.
2: It's, I think it's saying for a Doctor and a companion, you need to have that sort of breadth of emotion and to show that breadth and how you can do one extreme to the other. She just seems to have energy. When I see shooting her, I think they're going to have that, like, the energy's going to bounce off each other because he's so, like, full of beans and smiling and, and, and like, she, on the stage, she, she couldn't stop smiling on Friday mm-hmm. and she was just a bit giddy, and I like that. So I think they both have got this sort of high energy about them, which I think's going to, instead of not, like, be too much, I think it's going to complement, possibly,
1: mm-hmm.
2: sort of shoot his doctor to her possible companion
0: we're going to take a closer look at the at the revelation there of our brand new companion for series 14 of doctor who that will begin with that with that special over the festive period in 2023 we're going to take a clo- closer look at that in a moment but it does it brings to mind doesn't it sarah the uh, the comeback in 2004 the dynamic between was, christopher yeah. eccleston and billy piper that ignited new doctor who i think we all hope that uh, all new doctor who can recapture some of that magic and yet, uh, weave a spell entirely of its own, despite the fact that so many of the same creatives are involved. Obviously, this is nearly twenty years on. All the stars do seem to be aligned. I'm getting that feeling again, Sarah.
1: Absolutely, and yeah, you know, I actually, I got told off on social media for comparing oh, be uh, Ruby to Rose. But the, the, this, okay, the superficial similarities are there. She's young. She's blonde. She's popular. She's fashionable. She's trendy. Uh, really relatable um but obviously she's going to have her own character her own individuality and i can actually see a kind of ace thing going off you know with the doctor being a like a tutor and she being the pupil uh but not quite not quite as serious as you know like capaldi and jenna but i could i could really see her as an ace character
0: it's funny you say that because obviously they've kept they've kept all of this tightly under wraps as they are the entire production. You know we'd heard on type 40 that the companion had been cast some months ago and we again we had confirmation from I think it was shooty that confirmed that a few weeks ago in New York that the companion had been cast in September which was in line with what we'd heard. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that I'd heard other than that was a quote, and I think it was from Russell T. Davies, who said that the new companion, that people were going to love her, uh, which, what else was he going to say? He's created her. But people were going to love her, and that she was a companion for the ages, in inverted commas. And somebody asked me, what does for the ages mean? In my view, it means kind of what you said, I think. Somebody who encapsulates the time. Not just any kind of social issues or anything like that, but, but a modern person that somebody can can relate to. I think that uh, that Rose Tyler is a prime example. I think Ace was certainly an, an example of it. I think Katie Manning is Joe Grant. Absolutely was. So was Sarah Jane Smith. That is somebody, that is a, a character for the ages, Charlotte. Somebody who kind of defines the times that we're living in as a statement to move forward from.
2: Russell will not want to repeat Rose again. I think he's yeah. very yeah. aware that we do not want just 2005 again. Maybe that's also why he's gone young because he wants to sort of push a different dynamic possibly or a different sort of storyline that he that he didn't manage to do the first time around. See, I don't know with her look. To me, she's got a little bit of an English rose look about her, a little bit. So I'm thinking, could she, could he maybe not be modern day? I'm just, just to look at her, I could see her in modern clothes or period clothes. I think she would suit both. Yeah, that's a good the point, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, possible.
1: she does know you
0: said that the things possible I suppose I just have with the series effectively coming back uh, we saw didn't we that uh, the special effects guy from what's his name Danny who's the special effects Oh man?
2: Greaves or something like that oh,
0: sorry Danny yeah uh, we've talked about him on the show before but the only thing that he's said he's described it on social media as the second reboot of Doctor Who so I don't think he was supposed to say that if that's how they're approaching it then I think that the companion will, will need to be Contemporary. Let us know what you think out there because we are live streaming this edition of the Type 40 podcast over to the Type 40 Facebook group. Hello, everybody there, and to a, a live chat full of of you guys, our companions out there on YouTube, the world's largest streaming platform. We'll get to some of your comments a little later on too. We can we can find out how this is sitting with you. You know, do you watch Coronation Street? Did you know who Millie Gibson was? Have you watched her grow up on that show? And how do you feel? Uh, about this going forward have you got the sort of feeling that I've got even though I've never seen this woman act just feeling that it could be alright or do you think that they've maybe taken some low-hanging fruit here and they're looking to recapture old glories rather than move forward all opinions are valid on this show let us know what you what you've got to say what your takes are over there in the live chat and in the comments section before we get into uh, the conversation any deeper, I've got to remind you, of course I have, that if you want to do some real-time traveling of your own, each and every edition of this show, past, present, and future, <laughs> it's just a tap or two away on the device of your choice if you know where to look. There's well over 100 reviews, previews, interviews, geek outs, and deep dives with all our regulars and some pretty awesome guests. In fact, we know there's something for every fan at type40.podbean.com and there'll be more about that a little later on as well as a trip sideways sideways in time to that uh, matrix of all knowledge that we call the fandom podcast network for another word about all the great conversations going on across all the other shows concerning all the other fictional universes over there. It's been some years since I sat down and watched a telethon for longer than about five minutes. <laughs> I find it absolute agony. Yeah. I, I do think that they're they're ever so corporate and, and lacking in real warmth somehow, Charlotte. I feel that you watch these people, and these presenters and things like that, certainly since the late Terry Wogan passed away. I, f- I feel that it's all a little plastic, a little fake, if I'm being honest. But it raises money for good causes and that's what matters and it makes headlines and it breaks news and that's exactly what happened this time wasn't it we've got the original emoji here that is publicity in itself isn't it really this is sh- a-, a shorthand i suppose that we're we're used to seeing these we use these in everyday life and the mm. idea that doctor who is now capitalizing on that it's it's quite fun i think but when when uh millie stepped out of the tardis there on the stage at children in need i had no idea who this was charlotte
2: <laughs> i was the same even my parents i, I was, was the
0: same. same but you see when when this when that happens all you've got to go on is your human instinct and you know you we pick up on who somebody appears to be there because she's not her character here she's not ruby sunday she's mm-hmm. millie so you you look at her body language the way that she speaks the way that she moves that natural quality has she got that sort of star quality and uh, yeah obviously she, she seemed very at home on the stage very excited and quite giddy with it all and so i i just found it all quite touching sarah you know speaking as somebody who you know i've got children older than older than millie you know i, felt for, I did feel very parental towards her. Yeah. i thought oh bless her bless her heart you, you as well
1: yeah, well, she look, look at her there. She looks terrified, but in in a good, you know, exhilarated, excited, the right amount of nervousness. Nervousness, I think. Um, she just looks genuinely down to earth and and happy to be there. And what she understands the weight of the role, I think, and what it means. And just with, her, I mean, how long did we get? With her? about two minutes,
0: if that. And in
1: yeah. that, I felt warmth towards her, and I felt, yeah, okay, I can, I could care about this character. And I just think, oh, you know, good for you. This is a young yeah. clearly another young talent that Russell has scooped up and she just she just comes across as just so warm and and genuine and, you know, and just to say something Nice about the show, and she's excited, and she's not. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it for women, or some other nonsense.
0: Like, yeah. was no, there was no comments. message, there was no incantation. Was that? Yeah, yeah. No, She just, just got just on real. there, came out the box, yeah. and she was completely being herself. And I thought, thought she seemed. I mean, you don't read too much into it, but she just seems like a real ray of sunshine to me, Charlotte. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and she seemed to like. Obviously, you had Bell, who was trying to be funny. And she was laughing along with her and was like, Oh, yeah. Not, because she like, tries Mel-
0: hard, Mel. Go- How'd you pronounce her name? Mel from I Mel and Soup. But she's like an embarrassing <laughs> auntie now, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, especially when she was pointing Jodie's sonic, I was just like, Oh, love, don't.
0: <laughs> she was no, no better than, than the previous uh, no. holder of that. <laughs> but but yeah. Yeah, I noticed how uh, Jason Manford, he was, <laughs> you know, she came out of the TARDIS, and the impression that I got is that the people in the audience maybe they were a couple of rounds in i don't know not that many of them recognized that <laughs> which is you know understandable i suppose because it's just a tiny little person coming out of a big box there a few feet away and he says come on it's millie gibson from coronation street I'm whipping them up like that and I, thought, I thought that was quite quite sweet because i'd had a bit of an argument not argument i'd been bickering with somebody on social media <laughs> against my better judgment on over on Twitter. <laughs> And they'd insisted to me that because this was on Children in Need, that it mm-hmm. meant that it was definitely a big name. My position is that, n- no, in fact, it's more likely to be a complete unknown or a next to unknown to be on Children in Need because they've got that guaranteed audience already. So you can mm-hmm. bring, no offence, Millie, but you can bring pretty much anybody out with that box and it's going to get the, the claps and the whoops and it's all good publicity it's a publicity opportunity i don't that's necessarily cynical but I, I do think it's a reality but afterwards after she was announced i thought okay well maybe i was too harsh there because this woman has spent three years on coronation street she's clearly not an unknown but she's not a big name either she's something she's something and someone in between to me sarah a big name is somebody who if a story about them got into the paper their name would come first rather than Doctor Who star Lily Gibson their name Mm -hmm. would come first their name would sell the story and I don't think that do you see what I'm saying?
1: yeah I mean a name would be well Jenna Coleman now, but, I mean, Billy Piper were huge, I mean, I know we we're everybody knocked her at the start, oh, she can't act, like, she's a pop star, but you know, she, she was but never Billy's out of the Billy's
0: own name was the headline, wasn't it? She and was never out of Catholic.
1: the papers with, uh, you know, Chris Evans and all that, but yeah, I agree but no, it, to me, this gives me the feeling of David Tennant and he'd just done Casanova, but he wasn't at that level until Doctor Who catapulted him and, you know, Matt Smith had been in a few things it's this so you know, not you haven't got these established actors like Christopher Eccleston and Peter Capaldi, and I think for both for Shooty and uh, Millie, I think I think we're going to see. I don't want to see the next Matt Smith and Karen Gillan because I think that's unfair. But that kind of level, you know, they I think they're going to be catapulted into stardom.
2: I think it's going to be a big profile by the time we get to Shooty, mm-hmm. because we would have had the sixtieth, we would have had Tennant yes. back. So I think, and I think that's why we're getting the news now to sort of prep us for when we do see them because we've got to remember we won't see anything of Shooty we think until Christmas next year we probably won't see anything of Millie till even later because there's nothing to say she's going to be in his first episode so I think it's good that we're seeing them now and like we're, we're starting to get a bit of a taste now and I agree I think they look really good together in photos they sort of just have that like, really, I like, traditional look that you look and you go, that's a Doctor, that's a companion. At a glance, you look at it and you go, oh, that's Doctor Who. I think that's what Russell's whole mantra
0: is. Shooty as well. This is the first time I've seen a picture of him with the shirt on, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I, I think he seems like a great guy. I do, so I'm only yeah. gently taking the piss. But, um, yeah, he seems very relaxed in this photo that we've seen of them together. And he seems... He seems older as well. He seems like somebody who's getting down to work. And we've got this this quote. He says uh, of his new co-star, Millie Gibson, he says that she's full of talent, strength. She has a cheeky sparkle in her eye and is sharp as a razor. She captured all of our attention with her effescence and then solidified that attention with the sheer talk of her talent. Wow. This adventure is going to be so wild and so fun. I cannot wait to sail the universe with Millie. Again, it's uh, very verbose, isn't it? <laughs> I suspect that he uh, he wrote that <laughs> rather than spoke it. It's the usual kind of hyperbole that you see. It's still nice. It still feels so homely. It still feels so Doctor Who. It's lovely to see quotes in this, again, Sarah, that aren't about, aren't virtue signalling signaling about something, yeah, that me. aren't ideology. That's still a novelty.
1: That last paragraph, look, adventure. Wild, yeah, fun, sail the universe. Yes, yes, this that's is the awesome. show.
0: That's the show that got you in two thousand and five, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the connection, a human connection, and a mutual respect between two colleagues, and that's all we—that's all we need to know as viewers to invest, isn't it, Charlotte?
2: I like the first paragraph because he's already getting a bit of a taste of what her personality could be. The fact that he's she's described as cheeky. She's razor. She's got an eye as sharp as a razor. She's got this talent, this strength, so I think even then he's starting to sort of tell us a tiny bit like she's not gonna be okay. a quiet companion. she's gonna be sort of this big personality
1: could have Mark too. oh no. <laughs>
0: Oh, Tegan was one of my first crushes It could explain so, some of the women That have been in, in and out of my life now I, now I think about it yeah. So I, I quite like that one That that did make me feel, I don't know It just gave me the warm tinglies. But what can I say, I, maybe I'm a big old softie We've got this one from Russell T. Davis too Typically Russell He says, uh, it's the great honour of my job To find the next generation of talent And Millie shines like a star already She's brilliant, dynamic, clever, and a wonderful actor. As a Coronation Street fan, I've seen Millie survive chases, guns, and sieges. But that's nothing compared to what lies ahead. For Ruby Sunday. Ruby Sunday, now that sounds like Curry Night, doesn't it? But what he, (laughs) but it is, (laughs) but it is a very Russell T. Davis name. It just rings in the ears like something, I guess, like something from a storybook. I'm not, it just, again, it's more science that this show's back in the right hands. Yes. Something between our world. And, and a fantasy world just enough. I think Russell gets that absolutely bang on. And on past experience, Russell T Davies had <laughs> and and has brought through talent that has grown, not just in front of the, the camera, but behind it too. So he's got this track record. He seems to have a, a nose for people like that and to bring things out in them that maybe others wouldn't see. People think that I, I revere Russell T Davies too much and perhaps I do I'm not saying he's perfect but these instincts I can't fault them so far Charlotte I can't think of anybody really from from certainly his original stint on Doctor Who that was miscast or not capable of doing the job that he put them in
2: oh but even because I watched I think it was last year now it's it's a sin because I wanted to see Brilliant. that current, yeah. current Russell I didn't want to just have 2005 Russell in my head so I wanted to see how's he developed and that show was cast brilliantly like that was also a cast of very young actors of very sort of up and coming i know ollie was a bit more well known but the rest of the core cast like the house the family of friends
1: Mm
2: -hmm. i didn't know any of them and so and they were so well cast and i just think yeah he's got a good nose and i agree with the name it's very russell it's, it sort of makes you giggle a bit when you say it like oh she's called Ruby Sunday it's just <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he knows what he's doing Like I, with Ruby that's to me is like the more normal bit of the name so that's like the sort of I don't want to say common that's not a right word but that's the sort of down to earth aspect mm-hmm. and then Sunday's obviously his bit of flair which is what we're known with Russell
0: Flair yeah I like that So, as well as Coronation Street, Millie Gibson has... She has been in other things, despite the fact that she's so young. She was in a children's drama series called Jamie Johnson. That was on Children's BBC. And then after that, she was in a show written by Kay Miller, who is, I'd say, one of... was one of Britain's greatest dramatists. A show called Love, Lies and Records, which starred Ashley Jensen from Extras. And she was also in a show called Butterfly for ITV in 2018, which starred Anna Friel. So these are proper dramas. She's not somebody who's gone from soap to soap to soap.
1: Mm-hmm. Working with these, I mean Anna Friel, She's. Um, <laughs> I was going to say she's been around forever, but I don't mean it like that. She's she's a, she's you know she's learned a Since craft the early and she'll yeah. be to be involved with the, you know, actresses like uh, and Ashley Jensen, you know, she's obviously learned things. And maybe we have got a bit of this, maybe she's a little bit older than her time, maybe.
0: We also have this quote from, from Millie Gibson herself, and she says, whilst still being in total disbelief, I am beyond honoured to be cast as the Doctor's companion. It is a gift of a role and a dream come true, and I will do everything to try and fill the boots the fellow companions have travelled in before me. And what better way to do that than by than being by the fabulous Shooty Gatwiss side. I just can't wait to get started. So.
2: It's so nice to hear companion. It's so nice. Because yes. in the last couple not of years... Not friend. Not <laughs> friend. Not <Mom. laughs> Like... For the last couple of years, the BBC have been scared to death for some weird reason, mm. to use that term. I yeah. think even Bishop, on an interview, said, said, oh, we don't say, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so it really? Had, yeah. 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 I, think, I think one of the presenters said, oh, companion to him, and he said, oh, either we're not allowed to say it or we don't say that anymore. That's what I'm getting so many hints right now that Russell's just going back to basics. He's going back to what works. So just the fact that she's a companion. And then that's the term they're using in the press release is another little thing that I'm yeah. so happy to see.
0: I don't even read it as a rejection of what's been done on the show in recent times. I think that this is, Russell knows how this show works. and Everybody who's on this new production team, they most of them are, are very familiar with the show. Danny Hargreaves, the special effects guy. Sorry, Danny. Your name was in there somewhere rattling around inside the old grey hard drive. And so, a lot of these people have worked on the show. They understand how it works. Of course, it's Doctor Who and his companions. What else would it be if it's not broke? Don't fix it. A nice quote. And I do think that these brand new publicity pictures that we've got are the one there of, of Millie Gibson alone, and obviously there's a second one too with her and shooty Gatwa. <laughs> Just lovely. Just so reassuring. That again, they remind me of those original shots that we saw yeah. of Chris Eccleston and Billy Piper. And various other cast members, combinations of casts over the years, that just say it's down to business. This is the show that you've always loved. This is the latest take on that dynamic that you may have grown up with. That you may have, you may have played this show in the playground. Who was going to be the Doctor? Who was going to be the companion? Now we've all, we've all done it. And here are these two brand new playmates about to embark on the same sort of mission. And we're, we're invited. We can, we can watch them flesh out these parts get to know one another and have loads of fun. Hopefully we'll have fun watching them too. The other things I wanted to get into with this were, um, yeah, social media. We all know the the evils of social media and the pitfalls of being a social media user. But just like Shooty Gatwa, Millie Gibson is active on Instagram and she's got, she's got all these followers and I think Shootie Gatwa has got something in the millions, hasn't he? And from what I understand, Millie Gibson isn't that far behind. You know, so she's probably got various sponsorship deals and all those kind of things how do you both feel about social media's influence on the modern cult of personality and cult of celebrity you see my feeling is and i understand that shooty has stepped back a lot from his use of that i feel that's wise i feel that they should get down to work and particularly in the case of being the doctor you're in, encompassing this this part, this character that's supposed to set an example to children. But some of that's the same for the companion too, isn't it, Charlotte? So am I being a bit hardline expecting simple actors and actresses to come off social media like that? What what do you think?
2: You wouldn't get them off because Millie's no. generation, Shooty's generation, it's oh, just yeah, part exactly. of their life. It's just mm. how they do everything. It would feel alien to not be on it. But I think obviously having some guidelines as to what they can and can't say having probably a bit of like, oh, the, you're doing filming in a couple of weeks, maybe just have a bit of a, reduce your usage a bit. I think that's the more likely thing that's gonna happen with Millie because it, it's such a hard slog and it's months and months of filming they're gonna be doing. So they won't have time to put it bluntly. True, like yeah. So I think naturally you, you won't see the social media use a lot just because of the nature of filming if it's used well, it, it could really it could help the show. Honestly, it could really, because fans could have that feeling that they can talk to the doctor, they could talk to the companion. I think that interaction we've seen with Russell, how he's really like got excitement through his social media teases, and the whole sort of putting little likes on the things. People get really excited.
0: The word that makes me. Meh. Not nervous, slightly uncomfortable, I suppose, is uh, is influencer Sarah, and I'm not saying that Millie's listing herself as that. I don't think she is for a single moment. But obviously, when people get a certain profile, you know, they're approached, aren't they, by manufacturers of products to say, "Can you can you use our face cream and talk about it?" Can you? You've got a picture of of you in your hallway, in something that's from the latest season at, at whichever clothing store. Can you also have the bag in the hallway too when you take your selfie that does happen doesn't it
1: it does happen and again it it does seem to be a roll-on thing from social media but it did kind of happen before i mean at my age when i was watching the 2005 series what rose wore, and it's rose that i remember particularly just because of the age and the age i was the thing she was wearing I was wearing or I wanted to wear and there was yeah. certain things like she always had a Punky Fish jacket on can you remember? Yeah you <laughs> that was that a brand at the time and yeah. again and as it's moved on you know a, a lot of female fans do take notice of things I know Jenna Coleman always wore lovely outfits in the show and you know she gets cosplays quite regularly so it yeah so they, I think this is just an extension of that. But I would imagine that this has all been taken care of in the contract. And again, like Charlotte Probably was saying, right. what you can show, what you can say. Um, and, and because, you know, like for like merchandise things, she could be there with the latest scarf or hat or whatever. Yeah. I mean, look, check out this. Um, so it can work both ways. But, yeah, I think Russell really is capitalising on social media. I mean, it, it was the tweet-alongs. That got him back involved in first place, oh, he yeah, he saw Good point. he saw the power of that. And again, I think that's why we've got this emphasis on you know these announcements with the emojis and using Instagram and Twitter. I think he's been pretty savvy with that. So I would think, I would think there would be conversations had, and they will be sensible. And like Charlotte says, they're going to be too knackered. <laughs> 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 I'll just pick us up and in the rain with coats on like we used to.
0: Well, the Duchess of Doctor Who Twitter has spoken, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Georgia Moffat, Georgia Tennant, I should say, has had her say. And she tweeted out that publicity picture there of Shooty and Millie together just with the, the tagline. They're saying that's going to be one cool box.
2: Yeah, and Georgia's lovely because she's like the in-between person between the fans and Tennant. So, I think, it's like, yeah, I think she, so. Yeah. Of, because he doesn't do social media, so yeah. you sort of... See hit him a little bit more because of Georgia and her use. Mm. So yeah, and I and I just think I just had a thought. It'd be cool if like even we can get little like pictures behind the scenes, like of them just on set, like Sarah was talking about. Mm. Like when they can release it, like here's me and Shooty just like by by like this this outdoor filming set and just putting it on her Instagram. I think if if it's used for the right reasons, this could actually make the Russell's era really connect and really make people feel like they're a part of it. They're a part of Doctor Who. Controlled
1: access, that's what that's supposed to (laughs)
0: say. Yeah, I see what you mean. We've got a couple of little factoids here. Firstly, obviously Millie Gibson is playing Ruby Sunday in Doctor Who. It may amuse you to learn. In 2005, Millie was celebrating her first birthday. One day after we saw Christopher Eccleston regenerate into David Tennant. She's that young. <laughs> I don't think we know at the moment yet, do we? How young the character of Ruby is going to be herself? Obviously, Millie is is only eighteen, and that makes her the eighth youngest Doctor Who companion. And she's only beaten by uh, by Vicky, Dodo, Victoria, Zoe, Adric, Nissa, and Ace of the whole of doctor who and um, she's the youngest of all the the new series companions since the 2005 comeback at the record there was previously held by rose who was supposed to be 19 i think billy piper herself was around 26 wasn't she she was old 25 26 something like that
1: i can recall in one of the specials I think it was uh, Julie Gardner saying they didn't want Rose to be that young because I think when Russell had first got the character together, she was going to be 17. And it was under Julie's guidance that she bumped up to 19. So it's really interesting to see what this dynamic is going to be and how old Ruby's going to be.
2: I would suspect if Julie had any prior knowledge of the possible romance, that could be why she maybe wanted it to be bumped up. That could be. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because
1: this, this this makes me feel like we're not going to get any of that. This is going to be I'm hoping. Important. I'm so hoping.
0: Yeah. You know what? I don't I don't really mind. I'm I, I can see why people have this big sort of adverse reaction to it and I do think that the doctor is an asexual character. That's whoever is mm-hmm. playing playing the character whether it's a man or a woman is an asexual character, but I do feel that they are that he is a romantic hero. I think that some doctors encapsulate that more obviously than others. Actors like Paul McGann, I'd say uh, Matt Smith, David Tennant, and to a a certain extent, John Pertwee, I think, are are quite romanticised ideas of what what heroes could be. But that's very different to being a sexual being, to being an object of desire, and Mm. to be one who also desires and pursues those relationships. I think it's a very different thing. I want the series to remain focused, as you said, Sarah. On, on adventure and connection and fun and games and uh, to make our Saturdays again every single time. Uh, also, there's uh, pictures of Millie Gibson everywhere. Of course, there are over the last I think 15 hours ago, she was announced. People have noticed that the actress has a, uh, a mark in her eyebrow. Now, I first, I'm not up on these things. Eyebrows absolutely baffle me. Uh, a <coughs> few years ago, our eyebrows went massive. Everybody seemed to get a monobrow for a while, and then they disappeared completely. And now heaven knows what's happening to them. They get bladed and all sorts, don't they? But she's got a sort of a slice in her eyebrow. and So I assume that was... Uh, some sort of fashion statement, but apparently, Sarah, it was caused by uh, a childhood accident. Millie's got a scar there, and so the eyebrow itself will never naturally grow.
1: I quite like that. It's just a little thing, but it it makes her stand out, and it's just not just... Yeah, and it's not just... I mean, obviously, she's a beautiful woman, but she's not flawless, do you know what I mean? It's not unrealistic, and again, it's just another little relatable thing. It looks awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah
2: I, I think she's just the right amount of somebody you'd meet walking down the street, but she's pretty,
1: hmm.
2: and it's I think that's also very totally
0: feasible that you would see her working in Iceland. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the new episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. So the, it's uh, obviously it's returning to our screens November of 2023 for those 60th anniversary specials with David Tennant playing the Doctor. That's for for the three specials before Shifty Gatwa takes over as the 15th Doctor over the festive period with Millie Gibson there too as Ruby Sunday we'll be following every further announcement, maybe there's some more writers that are attached to this project more actors, maybe there'll be a a supporting cast of recurring characters just as there was in the original Russell T Davies era we're going to be all over that too can't wait to find out some more details about what's going to happen in all new Doctor Who, what the balance is going to be like because I'm fine with it being one Doctor one companion, but I do like the idea that there could be other people that they can if not family and people that who are familiar to them they can touch base with just now and again charlotte just now and again
2: yeah i like you i think because we've had like the mother like russell very much you could tell he liked to write mothers i would find it interesting if we got a slightly different family dynamic if we get in it like maybe i don't know off the top of my head maybe there's a dad that's very prevalent instead of a mum or there's cousins or just <laughs> something a bit
1: different
0: I like that idea. How about you, Sarah?
1: Yeah, it does need to focus on just them two for a bit. It needs to be streamlined after the, you know, crowded TARDIS of the past few years. Something about just, yeah, like you said, touching base with these characters. Because they bring out a different side. They bring out a different side to so the companion. You get, you know, it flashes them out. You know, it, it raises the stakes. That that was, yeah. What, yeah, it was a big thing. I mean, God, when we had, you know, when the master had got all the Martha Jones family on that ship, you know, it was horrifying thoughts. so yeah they yeah yeah yeah. there there needs to be casualties there needs to be danger and russell's very aware of that i think well yeah i I think the family's
2: always been the good sort of checking point for the doctor almost so i I adore jackie in that scene when rose first gets back and she just goes for him she's Mm. just utterly like where have you had my daughter and she just it's a proper mum sort of just going off so i'm that's why i think it's also interesting because they are meant to be the doctor's sort of moment of oh yes i've taken this girl from her family anything could have happened They sort of need to be that presence i think
0: moments like that that get the parents say yeah you tell him you would you would be exactly like that there's uh, so much to think about and uh, so much that we're yet to find out. Russell T Davis did tell us sometime earlier this year when he was trying to guard his tongue. Do you remember that when things were getting, when things in the paper were getting a little bit much when uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate were running around Camden and Bristol and all, that, all those things were going on and Neil Patrick Harris was, was dressed up in his tuxedo and it was all over the newspapers. Russell T Davis was trying to keep as much of it to himself as he could, but he did say this. He said, I promise you 2023 will be spectacular. It's not that much left of 2022 to go. Who knows what they're going to announce as it all gets closer? Maybe we'll get teased something further over the Christmas period. We can only hope. Before we check in with our companions, I think we must connect with the Fandom Podcast Network and our friend Kevin there, who's going to tell us about some of the other great conversations that completely traverse all the other universes in popular culture over there meet uh, meet sarah charlotte and myself back here in a couple of minutes for more of your comments about millie gibson and ruby sunday and what's to come on doctor who don't go anywhere we'll see you here in a couple of minutes
3: (laughs) thank you for listening we hope you're enjoying this podcast here are the other great shows on the fandom podcast network Culture Clash, where we discuss the latest in entertainment and pop culture. Blood of Kings, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theater, we celebrate our favorite movies. And Time Warp, our fandom flashback show discussing a year in movies, and our favorite retro movie, TV, and pop culture topics. Good Evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Hair Metal Podcast, we cover the rock metal music of the 80s and early 90s. Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, discussing the time traveling Doctor Who universe. Lethal Mullet, an action film podcast covering the 80s, 90s, and beyond. Also, check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast with a deep dive into the final frontier. The Fandom Show. Our Fandom Podcast Network live YouTube show discussing the hottest topics in fandom. The True Believers MCU podcast discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Union Federation, our Star Trek and the Orville show. And we're proud to welcome the BQN Network to the Fandom Podcast Network. Please visit our friends on the BQN Network, a Star Trek universe podcast that also includes your favorite topics, movies, history, superheroes, and more. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. Fandom Podcast Network is also on all major podcast platforms. The Fandom Podcast Network Audio Master Feed is on Podbean at fpnet.podbean.com. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom.
0: years kev he's teased and tantalized you there and we can even clothe you too there's merch to match all of those shows including type 40. just head over to tpublic.com search for the fandom podcast network and that's where you'll find this store full of all the team colors for all of the podcasts on everything from the the things you'd expect from t-shirts and phone cases all the way up to tapestries and all manner of other things treat yourself treat your other selves and it all goes to support the fandom podcast network into the bargain so everybody wins yeah who knows millie gibson she may be a winner maybe onto a winner here as ruby sunday in the upcoming series of doctor who we're not going to get to see you in action for well over a year but there's lots to speculate about the whole thing here with us at type 40 i'm back with sarah and charlotte and we're in front of this this live chat full of our friends on Facebook and YouTube, should we go see what the comments are saying about all of this oh, and yeah. all, the, all the nonsense that we've been coming out with, <laughs> and this latest nugget of news from Russell T. Davis? Uh, people are surprised to see us pop up here, but it had to be done. Had to be done. Greetings, one and all. Says Aidan McGee. Greetings back to you, Aidan. Good to see you. Oh, we haven't interrupted your afternoon, Scottish Davros says happy saturday (laughs) troops happy saturday to you daniel i think you're quite (laughs) pleased about millie millie gibson from what i've seen Uh, stephanie barrett says hi all from australia hello it's Ruby Saturday, says the retro dog, <laughs> oh, Yeah,
1: somebody else who really uh, likes Millie as well.
0: Hi, I everyone. wonder why. Dan, Charlotte, and Story. She's a baby. I know she is yeah. a very pretty girl. I get it. But yeah. she seems so young. Yeah. Tony else here, too. And so is Peter Harrington so lots of regulars from our our regular type 40 live live streams on the thursdays nice to see that as well as some some new names wendology hi wendy she says hey everyone looking forward to seeing her acting alongside shooting lovely to feel positive and hopeful about doctor who again at the Thin King, a big Corrie viewer by the sounds of it, says both her parents died in Coronation Street, so she had a pretty rough emotional ride in the soap with some gritty storylines. That's got to push an actress, hasn't it, Sarah? Yeah, I
1: think that puts her in good stead.
0: Paul Murray adds that hopefully this will bring in new young fans, which the show really needs, and uh, and bring the Not We back. That's absolutely essential, isn't it, Charlotte? Mm-hmm. At this part, at this point.
2: Yeah, the, the show needs to rebuild on both fronts. It needs to be family viewing, but it needs to get that hardcore back. And I think Russell's very aware of that.
0: He's aware of the power the power of soaps to reach people and uh, what it can do to uh, establish, maintain those connections And with, with the stars as well as the characters. Tony L says, I think Russell T Davies wrote for soaps like families and children's wards. That That's right, he did <laughs> and created again. a soap opera and satellite television can't remember it was sort of semi-religious wasn't it about a vicar and his family on sky but children's ward certainly i'm not sure if that qualifies as a soap but it was certainly soapish in its appeal it would be on like biker grove and grange hillwood for about four months of of every year then it would go away but families absolutely he wrote for families absolutely bog standard soap opera Uh, paul says here it's lovely that both actors have a great respect for the show Well, they seem to yes they seem to (laughs) <laughs> I, a crimpling doubloon, says she'll be cold going out like that in this in this weather. I think she was at a premiere. Hopefully they had some outdoor heating going on there. because will the have to get used to that. Suit, night Very sleeveless. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Tony House says, I hope there's a Christmas special this year. Fingers crossed. Well, there won't be this year, but next year it does. The signs are good. The wind is blowing in the right direction, as the phrase goes. Peter Harrington says, she's grown on me now after last night. So oh, Peter, his initial reactions may not have been so keen. She should have won him over maybe, I don't know. Paul Murray again says, I want a Victorian companion, but I understand the need for a modern... Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, again, I agree. At The Thinking says, I can imagine after the announcement of Millie on Children in Need, the ratings dropped off.
1: Okay, hey, oh. after um, nine, because that's when I'm a Celebrity was on, because there were a lot of comments about, is this oh. announcement going to be before nine o'clock?
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Tony L says, also, when Millie stepped out of the TARDIS onto the onto the stage there at Children in Need, they used the old Russell T. Davis Doctor Who theme. Was that incidental, you think, instead of using the latest? No, Tony, everything was deliberate, yeah. as was the firm placing of the brand-new old diamond doctor who logo and i did notice that mel uh, on at least one occasion made it very clear to the point in fact she overpronounced it to such a degree on stage i felt that she'd been coached to make it clear did you notice when she said current dr david tennant current doctor it's safe to watch everybody because because let's be honest, the people watching Children in Need Night <laughs> and seeing this last night will be considerably more than have stayed with Doctor Who during mm-hmm. the cataclysmic events that have played out under under Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker. So it is <laughs> current, current. I could just see it in her eyes. You must read that bit out <laughs> do this up, well? Mel. says, hi. Hello. A, a simple hi might still be quite early for them. At Tardis Time says, I'm very happy with the new companion. Yeah, people do seem to be generally pretty positive I don't know what it's like across some of the other some of the social media platforms but the impression that I I got yesterday what little I did see was that people were generally very pleased very up for it uh, the thinking says I noticed that shooty has no mustache in this publicity shot with Millie does that mean that it disappears in time I don't know it could be that he, he could be working on something else for a couple of weeks no it doesn't take long to grow a, to grow a tash does it or they could be popping it back on. In, in post couldn't they Charlotte like they had with uh...
2: like Henry Cavill <laughs> yeah <you> know, <laughs> no that's not, not a stuff. good example though is I it I was going to say that went down so well <laughs> let's have that again shall
0: we it could be an adhesive moustache if you remember Nicholas Courtney used to wear a stick on moustache as the brigadier so it's perfectly feasible they could do that again if you if you if he likes that what am i talking about metahuvian help me out here november 23 is so far off i really hoped for january 2023 but okay of course yeah we'd all like this gap to be a, a little shorter better i do understand completely monk of magnesia is here advises that effervescence is a word invented by the alka seltzer company like there you go more trivia you don't get this on radio free scaro do you this is what they want this is why they come here every single time Tardis time time as uh, millie will be many people's first crushes it's going to be sort of the hearts you know you know in uh, in warner brothers cartoons you know when wiley coyote sees a female <laughs> coyote and those two big hearts come out of his yes. eyes I can see some people uh, getting that last night. Some of the, you know, yeah. some of the lads about my son's age. Going, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's as it should be. It's perfectly natural. Uh, uh, and
1: chilty as well. I mean, he's, he's a good-looking yeah. fella
0: yeah I, I saw that our friend Ian O'Brien he was crushing a little bit on shooting <laughs> yesterday <laughs> I think he's very much been won over uh, Scott's uh, joining us from the game closet our mate Scott says when well, I saw Millie I thought immediately a younger rose but not a facsimile she's beautiful blonde and sharp she may be the prescription the doctor ordered uh, very slick very oh, nice I like that. Peter Harrington asks is is it Roswell the first adventure uh, it, no it doesn't seem that way the and we don't, to be fair, it is just me that's put that out there. The only thing we know is that episode seven is set in America in 1947. And I mentioned, didn't I, that, that just happened to be the year of the Roswell crash.
2: Mm-hmm. And we know Russell likes to, if he does a historical, he tends to focus it likes around the fire. big event, doesn't he?
0: Tony L says, even though I've always been a fan of the show, it does feel like in this new era that everyone is included viewers, whether you're a fan or not, in the journey to the new era of Doctor Who and in a good way. Yeah, inclusive in the proper sense of the word. The real sense of the word, the dictionary definition sense of the word. And at Tardis time says, I'm glad she's left Coronation Street because those storylines and scripts were awful <laughs> not a fan not a fan of coronation <laughs> street we have got some comments too from the type 40 facebook group so thank you as always to everybody who's joined us from there from patrick moore patrick's back you're back patrick, <laughs> God. patrick says um when he <laughs> says i'm fine i'm fine with that with millie gibson loved Coronation street a good actress we've got uh, simply the word blimey and three heart-faced emojis from joe herdman we've also heard from richard jenkinson who says i've no idea who she is but i like her and uh, philip edney from the sirens of audio podcast he's dropped us a message too and said how brilliant is russell t davis take two upcoming stars from two of the most popular programs on tv and put them together mind you they are such a good looking couple he's going to have to work hard to keep the hanky panky out of the tardis it's decisions (laughs) like these let you know the show is now in sensible and safe hands what do you think about that comment there sarah
1: i really don't want it i think i think it's been done to death both with rose and martha and then with uh with a song i I just want best mates and that banter and I, i think there's a really good chance that we could get that with these two
0: yeah We've heard from JT, the illustrious JT, the Hi, JT. Uh, the lord of the pre-orders and he says uh, she should bring the dads back. <laughs> <laughs> he's, but he's he's kind of right, but I am a dad and to me I just see this I feel really parental towards. I think she's beautiful. Yeah, but I think I've just reached that point ogling teenagers. It's not my it's not my thing. I think that it that is replaced by you see your own children because I've raised both uh, boys and girls so you see these young people in these roles and these young characters and you will them to succeed because you think if that was my daughter if that was my son i'd be like jackie tyler was i'd be very protective and i'd want them to to succeed in every way and to grow as people that's the mark of a real family show Uh, chris stone says my goodness she's ridiculously attractive (laughs) (laughs) john yulden says i only started following her Relax, everybody. I only started following her online yesterday. The casting is entirely down to my influence. She mustn't take any credit <laughs> for herself. We've heard from Derek Paul Brady too, who says "Ruby Sunday" isn't that a bit like "Ruby Tuesday," the song by the Rolling Stones? Derek showing shown your age, but I can't pretend that I didn't think the same thing. <laughs> uh, Raynard tomb says a surprisingly pleasing casting, and uh, Gary Finizere says she's great. She was in Coronation Street. And wonderful in that. I think this is an excellent choice. And lots more of those kind of comments, too, from people who are not Coronation, Coronation Street viewers, like Paul Richardson, who says, I'm not much of a Corrie fan, but I'll give her a chance. And what more can we really offer? Yeah. You know, We're loyal to this show. We want it to do well. We want it to to continue yeah of course we want it to continue if it's going to be good but more than that we want it to get better and better i would say that any show and it doesn't matter how old how old that show is charlotte how long it's been running or how valuable the intellectual property is if a show cannot continue to get better over time then it doesn't deserve to be recommissioned and keep coming back does it it needs to be ambitious and to push and to push and to push
2: well you don't want it to be damaging anymore that's the difference if a show's kept on but it's not good quality then it's instead of helping the show or if it's big enough the brand it's doing damage but I've got a feeling that Russell is almost like the last roll of the dice a little bit still that's like they're really betting everything that it's going to work so I'm just hoping for that reason as well that he just hits the ground running enough that he can then, people can go, right, I've trusted you enough, then I'm going to stay.
3: Got
0: some more comments coming through on YouTube, uh, including this one from Blast from the Past, who said, no disrespect, but I'm surprised to learn that she's only 18. I would have said 25. Lord Thoth says, I'm not worried about her being an influencer. I only care what she does on screen, which again, it's a a fair point, isn't it? I was talking earlier on about, about sponsorship and Instagram and all those things and being an influencer can be. Connor... Medlin, hi Connor, it's a new name, don't remember seeing that one before, says Millie Gibson was the standout actress in Coronation Street, I reckon she's defo up for the job as companion in Doctor Who, so there's another vote of confidence there too, so yeah, this is the thing, because I'm completely oblivious to the talents of her. what I've done, I've gone and watched some clips on YouTube, yeah. the boiled down moments of drama, different kinds of things that she's done, just to get a feeling for who for who she is, with Shooty Gatway, I don't think he's done a great deal. So I have resisted that temptation to go and binge watch sex education. I think that could colour my perception of him a little too definitely. I, I don't know. I, I may do it, I don't know. But what I saw in her Incarnation Street, I think because it's it's a different part. The doctor's a very particular part, isn't it, Charlotte? It's a very distinctive place in an actor's own personality they've got to connect with. It's different for a companion, particularly if they are gonna be a contemporary. They they've got a channel something else but what i did see in her in the clips that i did watch reminded me of the actress catherine kelly who played i think she played a character called becky on coronation yes i i
2: I watched corey still at that point she was she was steve oh i forgot his surname steve who's been in it for years and years and years his wife
0: yeah Now, I always thought that she was good. I didn't really see much of her until she was the co-star of a Kenny Everett biopic on BBC4. And then she was a big part of a show that I used to watch with Jeremy Piven in it on ITV called Mr Selfridge. She played a recurring character in that, and I thought she was brilliant. And so when she was cast effectively the lead in the Doctor Who spin-off show Class, I expected great things of her and of it. And I think that she really delivered in in the role of Quill. And I'd love to see her play that character again. Oh,
1: yeah, she was yeah, she was brilliant. I think she was the only reason I carried on watching. She practically carried that series on her back, and she was pregnant as well.
0: Was she really? Mm-hmm. And to but to to find an actress who's got a similar kind of appeal, a similar personality, and sort of wash business about her, but a relatability too. Hopefully, I, I think because I always felt that Catherine Kelly would have. brilliant in doctor who as the companion but she was like saran jones she was kind of too big by that point and a little bit too sorry girls because i know catherine tate was probably older but probably a bit too old and whereas again that phrase a companion for the ages getting an actress like millie gibson around this time seems absolutely perfect to me yeah for all that i don't know about what she's capable of that's all the better the way i see it this show If it can still surprise somebody like me who's been watching it for 30, 40 years, not just in in the stories that it tells, but in the kind of dynamics that it can push together, Mm -hmm. then it's worth my continued investment in it and my faith in it as the decades roll on. All new Doctor Who. I'm excited, Sarah yeah new doctor who may be over but all new doctor who is going to take its place and i've got every faith in bad wolf which i know i know i understand why some people don't i know Mm -hmm. why some are are nervous about disney plus but to me shooter Gatwa and millie gibson this could definitely be another winning combination thank you to everybody who's watched and listened to us live streaming this edition of type 40 a doctor who podcast over to youtube and Facebook thank you for all your comments keep them coming on YouTube in the comments section of course and we'll get back to you there you can find video editions of every edition of type 40 over there on YouTube on the space channel that's a that's a regular thing as the show continues to to evolve yeah that's the that's the old girl starting up and calling time on another edition of type 40 but I'll be back with another one soon look out for that Wherever you found this, it could have been on that dedicated home feed for Type 40 at type40.podbean.com. We could have rolled up on the podcatcher of your choice. New ones are being added every single month. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Play, and the Podbean app itself, too, as well as on the fabulous Fandom Podcast Network's own master feed. Now, that's loaded up with masses of treats no not weekly i'm talking daily here you can get a great podcast in your ears daily if you just step sideways in time over to the fandom podcast network get in touch with us through our social media and that's on instagram and twitter at type 40 doctor who or you can email us type 40 doctor who at gmail.com for those of you out there who feel really really brave fancy a bit of real-time extra-dimensional chit-chat, head over to uh, to Facebook, to that Type 40 Facebook group, and you can join in with generations upon regenerations worth of Doctor Who fans there, where we're talking about our love of the classic series as we head up to that 60th anniversary. We're lamenting new Doctor Who as it's finally closed out, but we're very excited about all new Doctor Who and these these recent announcements and heaven knows what's to come in 2023 if russell can deliver on that promise to to make it a very exciting year i can't see any reason why why you'll fail to deliver you can catch up with all of us on social media here and there sarah where can people find you nowadays
1: Uh, you can find me on twitter at Who and i've just rejoined facebook i haven't been on it for gosh about four years
0: how about you charlotte where can people hear and see more of you
1: so you'll hear and see me on Type
2: 40, whether that's the live shows on Thursdays or podcast. And I am a member of the Facebook group, so now and again, I, I comment and own chats there.
0: There you go, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as the Spacebook, where I'm ranting and raving, wheezing and groaning about all things geeky inside, inside and outside of the TARDIS, Whatever catches my my eye, my imagination. Or both try stopping me. I can't remember what I was talking about this. I think it was music this morning. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I even talk about real life. Heading up to Christmas i be doing a lot of complaining. It's going to cost me a fortune. But I would, <laughs> wouldn't yeah. have any other way though. Do like I like a moan. <laughs> Welcome to the TARDIS again, Millie Gibson. Can't wait to see what she's going to do as Ruby Sunday. Thanks to everybody for for watching. Thanks for listening. We always have the time if you have the space here at Type 40. But that's it for another show. We'll catch you again soon on the next one or on Type 40 Live, whichever and wherever. Take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.